0: Welcome to the Behind the Bliss podcast, where Rachel Autry brings weekly conversations to encourage, inspire, storytell, and share. Each episode is designed for you to feel met in your mess and balanced in your bliss. Here's today's conversation. Hey guys, welcome back to another episode of Behind the Bliss. This episode is going to be a little different. I am on the show solo. These don't happen very often and to be honest, I kind of like them. <laughs> I think these might happen more often than they typically have just because I love updating you guys on life, what I'm learning to encourage and inspire you. But also, I love talking about what's behind the bliss, obviously. And I love having other women come on the show and share what's behind their bliss and what their life looks like, but I don't get to often do that with you. And so to be honest, I've had a small conviction in my heart. Like what would it look like for me to share a little bit about what my life looks like so that one, you could just have context while you're listening. Um, and I'm adding things or kind of giving my two cents in typical episodes with other women, but then also to, to just be able to open up, be transparent with you about what the Lord's doing in my life. Cause I think that these testimonies and these times are so important and so powerful. And if you've followed along on Instagram, you know the Autry household is a little cray right now and we are learning a ton and our life has been flipped upside down in some of the best and some of the weirdest ways. So I wanted really just to share that with you because God is revealing himself in so many cool ways to me that I hope that maybe if you're experiencing something similar whether it's a similar feeling or a similar circumstance, that you walk away knowing God in a different and amazing way because of just what I'm able to share and be transparent with you about. So that's kind of my heart behind the episode. It's not, and I never would want it to be a Rachel show, but I really just wanted to take a second and share about what our life is looking like so that you can pray for us if you feel led you can join us and link arms with us for declaring who god is and what he's doing in the world and in our life personally in your life friend so i hope this episode touches you wherever you are whether it's in the car escaping the chaos of all of things that are happening right now or maybe you're doing dishes um I imagine some of you are just laying in bed, listening to this maybe in the morning or before you go to sleep, or you're on a walk in this amazing spring weather. So wherever you are, just know that I'm praying for you and praying for your heart. That would be soft and gentle and able to receive who God is in this timing and this season, regardless of how weird, different, or wrong you think it might be right now. This episode of Behind the Bliss podcast is made possible by our generous patrons. So we have a new system in place for those of you that want to maybe give and be included a little bit more intimately in this Behind the Bliss community. If you're listening and that's you, we have three different tiers and levels in which you can be involved in, where you can get early access to episodes, an extra episode each month, memory verse printouts every week, and 10-minute devotionals every week as well. We seriously cannot do this without you all. If you love our show and would want to join our patrons, head over to BehindTheBlissPodcast.com and click give, or head to Patreon.com slash BehindTheBliss. Before all this coronavirus chaos started happening in the world, we were kind of walking through, we as in Thomas and I were walking through a really weird season. And I shared about it on Instagram, and I would love for Thomas to join me in this conversation, but he's actually not able to. And we'll get to that later. But Thomas and I have been walking through the trying to conceive journey for a long time. Um, We've loved the idea of having children and having a family. And um, it's probably one of our most frequently asked questions in emails or direct messages is, hey, like, when are y'all going to have babies? And as fun as it was in the beginning, it it increasingly got harder and more difficult for us to manage questions and process and filter through conversations about future and children and what that would look like because we started realizing actually how much harder it was for me um, and for Thomas to conceive than maybe we would always been told our whole life. And if you know a little bit about my story, you might understand this, but a lot of my heart... Um, had always envisioned this part being like easy, this part being something that was just given to me a gift, like a sweet, honestly quick and simple process. Um I have just been through like a lot of grief as a lot of us have and made a formula in my mind that okay god like I've been through the hard things so this should be easy right I've been through a lot of weird things I've been through grief I've been through trials and lots and lots of pain so maybe I can just have this motherhood thing like maybe having a family will just be something that um he can give me freely and easily because in my mind, I started believing, like, I deserve it. Like, I've been through a lot. I've paid my fees. <laughs> this is going to be simple. And as it continued to get harder and harder with each month, just getting the news, like, again, we weren't pregnant. Again, we weren't pregnant. And um, how weird that was to walk through with my body. I, I started questioning almost like the sovereignty and the goodness of God. Didn't doubt necessarily that he was there or not, but really started wondering, like, what plan do you have for me in this season? Some of you might be walking through that now, um, the infertility process. Maybe even just the trying to conceive, maybe you're a few months in. Maybe you don't even have a baby on your mind yet, but you know this feeling of waiting for something, waiting, longing, whether it's for a marriage or companionship. Maybe it's for a job, a promotion, or a career that you've always dreamed of. But there's something soul crushing and soul refining called sanctification about a process that happens when you realize like it's not up to you or your control. So we started this journey of figuring out like it's not up to us and we actually don't have as much control on this process as we (laughs) originally believed we did. So lots of months went by, lots of cycles went by, you know, the drill if you've been through this before. And um, we finally got to a point where I was like, you know what? Um... When we first went to our doctor and started telling him about our journey and how we would want to conceive, he said, come back in a year. And a year had passed, but I just was so intimidated. And honestly, my pride got the best of me. I didn't want to hear the I word. I did not want to hear infertile or infertility or that that would be something Thomas and I are walking through, even though in the deepest part of me, I knew it was true. I did not want to hear the words because Somehow it would make it more valid, like it would make it more legitimate um, or it would make it more real than it already was. We got some weird family history that really drove us to go to the doctor because we felt like we maybe had answers. Like we had a next step or we had a clue for why this wasn't happening. Whereas before we were kind of playing the whole timing game, like, oh, maybe it's not the Lord's timing. And although it might not have been, I was using that as an excuse to hide my fear and to hide my pride and the things that really had to get wrestled with to, to really, one, have an honest and open relationship with the Lord, but then two, to be honest with myself and to be able to set down my pride, humble myself, and ask for help, which is just really hard for me for some reason. So we go to the doctor, and um, he sits down with us and says, honestly, if this has been a process you guys have been walking through, and it hasn't happened yet, then you are walking through infertility. And it might be explained, and it might be unexplained, who knows? But there's some tests we'll have to go through. So um, our family walked through some tests and came to find out that it was something with my body, and that was really hard for me. I think I had obviously understood that infertility and all of that could be any one individual's body not operating the right way, but I really had a hard time coping and understanding that it was me. And so I've, I was able to go through a process of healing, my heart healing through that, and we set up a procedure, a small, really simple operation where our doctor was able to get us some really great and clear answers. He was able to fix some things that needed fixing. If you follow me on Instagram, then you've probably read this, um, but this is a little bit larger of a story than what fits in the small caption on Instagram. If you want to read more in a few of my words and the process that Thomas and I went through, you can definitely head over to my Instagram at rachel.autry and read about that. But after the surgery, we felt we had all the clarity in the world that we needed. Now here's what maybe you don't know about the story is timing has been a sensitive subject and word in the Autry house for a long time. Thomas is in the military. He's actually served for almost 10 years now in the air force and the air national guard. He enlisted straight out of high school Um, I actually broke up right after he finished basic training for about two years. So we dated in high school, broke up for a few years, got back together in college. And at this point, when we got back together in college. I didn't think the military journey was completely over, but by no means did I think I'd be a military spouse to the degree that I am today at all. And so we get married. Um, Thomas really has this huge dream of flying and being in the air. And so we honestly all could not even afford the comfortable lifestyle. So we would make our easy sandwiches... We would go in the car, get in the car or ride his motorcycle to the Clemson County Airport, and we would sit at the end of the runway right outside of the airport property and just watch planes take off and land. And yes, it sounds really romantic, but at the time it was fun, but something inside of me started processing and getting stirred up. And the Holy Spirit whispered to me, like, Rachel, this is not the end of it. Like, this is a dream and a calling that he has on his life. And how cool is it that you get to walk alongside of him in this? So I started processing like, okay, Thomas is definitely going to want to be a pilot. And Thomas started having those conversations with me. So we collected some money. We fundraised. We had amazing friends and community that really gathered around us and helped us financially get to the point Thomas could be at to become a private pilot. So he would fly often and it's a pretty expensive hobby, but he would fly often and um, came back home one day and really was like, I think I want to be a pilot for real, like as my career And part of me was thinking through this, like, oh my gosh, I (laughs) thought you were going to be a mechanical engineer. That's what you went to school for. That's what I had always known. Um, And at this point, Thomas was working at J.H. Ranch. So we would move between California for the summer and springtime and then to Birmingham, Alabama for the fall and the winter. And so we knew that lifestyle. So he wanted to be a pilot. He was currently building ropes courses for J.H. Ranch. We didn't have much money to our name. So we were trying to figure out how in the world we we're going to make this work. And to be honest, I was dealing with a ton of fear. Some of you also might know that I lost my dad in a rock climbing accident. So here it is: my husband builds ropes courses. Now he wants to live life as a pilot and more adventure. And I'm freaking out because I'm like, ah, adventure, risk, fear, eh, like panicking. And so I really had to go before the Lord and be like, what do I do with all these feelings and emotions? And how am I supposed to submit if I have all these fears that I'm working through at the same time? I don't want to hold him back. But like, what if that isn't his calling? I don't even want him to go there. So I was being honest with my emotions without communicating them to Thomas, which really was protection because I love Thomas so much. And one of his greatest qualities is that he listens to me and he considers me And although I think that this would have been amazing for him to consider me for, I I honestly think that he would have compromised instead of considered. I think he would have compromised his calling if I had gone to him and said, hey, this is how I'm feeling. I'm really feeling fearful. I think he would have listened to me louder than he was listening to the Lord. So I think a lot of that was protection. But he decided not only do I want to be a pilot, I would love to stay in the military and be a pilot in the military. So then there's almost this new level of fear, right? Because he's not just flying Delta planes he's now maybe in combat or getting deployed and the lifestyle our family now gets signed up for is completely different than a typical pilot lifestyle and again comes the fear and so I finally just surrendered to the fear got on my face prayed and was like Lord please shut this down if it's not supposed to be a thing I'm going through so much emotional energy just to process and hold myself back and to hold my tongue and to speak with confidence and faith rather than fear I'm having to Make decisions out of faith instead of fear. And it's really hard because it's it's just consuming me. And I feel like I just surrendered. I said, if this is it, then make it abundantly clear. Like more favor than maybe we've ever experienced before. I mean, I need miracles. And if it's not, I pray that this is like a heartbreaking experience that we can obviously get the door shut in our face. I'm not kidding, y'all. The next week, Thomas goes to the county airport that he's flying out of just as a private pilot for fun, as a hobby. And someone stops him and says like, hey, um, there's actually a man who has a plane and he's a little bit older, but he needs a partner, but he needs a partner in the plane. And if you have a partnership in a plane, it typically means that you split the cost of the plane, you split the cost of insurance and maintenance, you split the hangar, like which is the garage for the plane, you split the hangar rent, all these things. And Thomas was straight up with them, like, we don't really have the financial means so that I could be a partner in a plane. And this guy was like, no, no, no. This plane is already paid for. This man is just looking for someone to help fly it. As long as you can pay for the insurance and the hangar rent and all these things, then the plane is half yours. You get to access it whenever you need. Obviously, just pay for the gas. So Thomas comes home and he's like, You will not believe what just happened. I'm like, What happened? He said, We just got gifted an airplane. This was the miracle I needed. As if I didn't need enough, a few weeks later, I was asleep and I had a dream that Thomas and I were laying in bed, old and gray, and Thomas starts crying and I look over at him and I ask him, what's wrong? Are you okay? And in the dream, he looked over at me and he said, what do you think life would have been like if I was a pilot? And it crushed me and woke me up and like I got snapped back into reality and Holy Spirit said to me very clearly that this is not about you and your comfort. This is not up to you and your responsibility to handle it or to wrap your mind around it. Like our lives are Ephesians 3:20 lives, lives that are called to live immeasurably more all that we could ever ask or imagine. It's okay that you cannot imagine this life. It's okay that you can't wrap your mind around something or comprehend it because I as your father give you the peace that surpasses all understanding. You're going to have a peace even though you don't understand what's happening. You can't comprehend what's happening because again, it's not about you. And I had this huge revelation. I was like, oh man, I do not want to be the person responsible for holding my husband back from his calling. From holding him back from extending the tent poles of the kingdom. Like, I want that to be upon him. I want him to walk in his calling. And as his wife, I want to be right there beside him holding his hand, walking him in his calling. Some of our amazing mentors that led a newlywed small group Thomas and I were in. Zane and Jamie Terrence, they sat us down with a whole group of other newlywed individuals and spoke some incredible truth into our lives. They said, we always think of marriage as like this unity or this bond or like even sometimes a contract to some people. And and yeah, you might think it's also a covenant, which is so biblical, but it is an actual individual. There is Rachel, there's Thomas, there's the Autrys together, and then there is the marriage, which is itself its own entity. He said, what would happen if you decided to put this, you know, imaginable bubble of what the marriage is in a chair in your house? He said, I do it in my house all the time. I have a chair that my marriage sits in. And every time I pass the chair, I ask my marriage, how are you doing? So we adopted it in our marriage. I can ask Thomas, hey, how are you doing? And he can tell me like, hey, I'm struggling with fill in the blank. I'm feeling X, Y, Z. I need prayer for this and that. But really, if I don't stop and ask the marriage, like, hey, marriage, how are you doing? Then I don't really have a full scope of how I can better serve him, how I can better serve me, and how I can better serve us and our future family. So I had started taking this into consideration, and I was reflecting on this time when Thomas is deciding whether he was going to be a pilot or not. And I was like, thank you, Lord, that I considered our marriage before I considered Thomas, because if I was only considering Thomas... And this is protection because I didn't know that I was doing this when I was doing this. But if I had only considered Thomas, then I might have communicated my fear. I might have communicated the idea that maybe this isn't the route we should go. And maybe Thomas would have compromised. But because I considered the marriage without really knowing I was considering the marriage, I consider the fact that if I communicate how I feel, he might compromise. Therefore, it's not my burden to communicate right now. I need to take this before the Lord before I take it before Thomas. And I'm so thankful I did. Because now today he's been able to make decisions in obedience rather than decisions in compromise because he needed to please me rather than please the Lord. And I never want to stand in that way. So those are that's one of the things that we've been learning in our life, in our marriage. And it's been so helpful because there's been more trials, more decisions, more direction changes that have come our way. As he decided what type of pilot he was going to be, what this military lifestyle would look like for us and our family, he started submitting applications to several different bases around the country have different types of aircrafts. It's very similar to applying to college. You have to take a test, you get your scores, you have a physical and your transcripts and all the things and you submit it. And then it's kind of like matching where you go through an interview process and then they either accept you or they don't. So we actually, to fast forward through the story, got accepted to Birmingham, which was huge because we're already here. We love our church. We have amazing friends and we would not want to have to like resettle anywhere else. So it was such a gift that we got Birmingham. It means that we'll be here for a pretty long time. We had to sign a pretty lengthy contract just because he's getting trained in all these things, so they wouldn't, of course, want him to leave. We got this news that he was accepted, and it was amazing news. It's so sweet. We actually have a video on Instagram I'll link in the show notes of when he um, got the letter and his patch of acceptance, and it was beautiful. It was a moment, but we didn't know in that moment what the next year would look like. We didn't know that we would have to wait a whole nother year until he started training. And the training, of course, lasts more than just a few months. He has several steps he has to go through. And we are two weeks into one of the trainings now. And we have a few more weeks to go before he gets to come home. So, in the past year of both of us being self employed, both of us deciding every day to have to choose our comforter over our comfort here on earth, to have to choose obedience rather than selfishness, to choose faith over fear, it has been a process. Then insert this process that I was talking about earlier of infertility. So, as we're going through this process of figuring out what it's like to rely on the Lord for our financial means, our spiritual, emotional, just honestly, our marital means, all the things, Before he headed out to training, we then were introduced to this idea of infertility and walking through that, and it was a lot. I want to take a moment and talk about also the Lord's timing. I want to give him recognition and glory for all the cool things that he's doing inside the details, because I can tell you the story. I can tell you the general facts and features and chapters and all the things that have happened in our life, but I think it's important to recognize the details of where God was intricately involved in this whole story. So I go to the lady doctor and I talk to him about all the issues that we might be having and why maybe we haven't conceived quite yet. And he gives us some great answers, schedules my surgery for a certain day. This day that he schedules my surgery was actually the day that the hospitals closed down because of coronavirus to only emergent surgeries. When we scheduled a surgery and when we were sitting in his office, this was before the coronavirus really became a hot topic in America. Before anything shut down, before any routines or lifestyles changed, we had no idea that this would impact maybe our fertility journey. He schedules a surgery for March 18th, which was a Wednesday. That day was the day that they had shut down the hospital to only emergent surgeries. So literally by the grace of God and the amazing staff at the office, they got us in the day before. So I was able to knock out the surgery before Life completely shifted for all of us. He was in that moment. He was in that schedule. He had strategy inside all of it. But even more than that, he told me, it's gonna take about two months for you to get back to normal. It's gonna take about two cycles for your body to understand what's happening now since we cleared out some things that were not supposed to be there. as I'm sitting here processing it, I'm thinking how beautiful that Thomas would be at training while I'm at healing, that he could be being equipped and sharpened and sanctified in his own way while I'm being sharpened, equipped, and strengthened in my own training here back home. How crazy and how beautiful is it that his timing is above perfect, that I have these two months and he has those two months to do life on our own with Jesus, which then leads me to my third little obstacle that I've worked through that I've learned a lot from. That yes, we have been through this infertility training and we got answers right before he left. And yes, he left right as coronavirus was kicking up into gear and life got flips upside down for all of us. And yes, now I'm here and I'm learning what it looks like to process not only Thomas being gone and grieving what it looks like with now this new life for a few more weeks, but all of my comforts, y'all have been stripped away. I had come up with a game plan. The typical Enneagram 3 in me for what I was going to do to keep myself occupied and distracted while life looked different with Thomas at training. I was going to go to True 40, my favorite workout studio. I was going to go work out. I was going to go to my coffee shops and meet up with friends. I was going to have girls nights with dinner and go over to other people's house. I mean, I had it planned out to a T. When all this started happening and the stay-at-home orders got put in place, it really rocked my world. I had to come face to face with Jesus and be like I am angry you called Thomas to the military and I had to get over my fear of adventure and I did that you called him now to training back in October and he got injured and he couldn't go then there was another training opportunity in January that got postponed to now he's going to training now and all of my comforts and my distractions my rhythms and my routines got taken away from me and I don't know what I'm supposed to do at this time but I am angry like get me to the day that he comes back home And I had this moment of revelation when I sat still and quiet and just was honest with him. And I had this thought that what if I focused on today and what I have right here, rather than on the day Thomas comes home, and rather than the day that everything gets lifted and life goes back to normal, rather than the day that the things that got canceled get rescheduled. Don't wait for the day to come when fill in the blank happens for you. Focus on what's right in front of you. Ask the Lord, why am I set apart in this season? What is it that you have for me here that I wouldn't have been able to get there? What is it that you have for me here that I wouldn't have been able to see had I had all the distractions and comforts in front of me that I was expecting to have at my fingertips? And there were some really cool answers that he told me, and I'm praying that you get some really cool answers if you ask the Lord that yourself. And the second thing I heard him say to me was this was not my plan C. Where you thought there was a plan A that turned into a plan B that now is a plan C. This was my plan A. This was my only plan this whole entire time. And as angry as that made me and as hard as that truth was to hear, I really settled into it and leaned in and asked him, what do you mean? What do you mean this was your whole plan all along? And I believe we have two responses to this question. We can either get mad and upset, choose to tap out, Choose to be overcome, sit back, tune out, decide to just numb, or we can lean in and learn something that only this season holds for us to learn. Only this opportunity gives us. There's something today that you can learn that maybe you weren't able to learn yesterday, and maybe you won't be able to learn tomorrow because of the ways and your opportunities and circumstances has lined up to a T to give you a moment to learn and just to bring all of your burdens to the Lord. So two questions. I have for you. How are you going to respond? Are you going to choose to lean in? Are you going to choose to tap out? My second question is, what is it today that you have to learn that you might not be able to learn later? What is it today that you have to focus on if you choose not to be distracted by the end? So whether we are walking through infertility Whether we are walking through a goal that is right in front of us, like Thomas's flying career, whether it is we are walking through inconvenience of what the coronavirus is giving us right in front of us, I choose for the Autry family that we will rise to the occasion, that we will choose grace and goodness over hurt and grief, that we will choose faith over fear, that we will choose to overcome the obstacle rather than tap out and choose not even to run the race. Because you know how diamonds happen? You might know this, you might not, and in case you're listening and you don't know how diamonds are made, diamonds happen from rocks. Before a diamond becomes shiny and precious and a jewel that becomes expensive, it actually starts as a rock. And the only way that we can take a rock and make it into a diamond is with pressure and heat. The rocks get chiseled away while they're hot, and temperatures rise and the pressure increases, and what comes out of that process is a diamond, a jewel, where once the rock was not considered worth much at all. And it became a diamond because of a process that not many people choose to take. And I felt like that was a message for me. But not only was it for me, I felt like this was a message I need to share just because of my own story I've been walking through the past few months. And it's a journey that I would want to share with you guys because I know that we all are coming from circumstances that are no fun, full of pain, and messier beyond explanation. So here's a little bit of my mess. Here's a little bit of what we're working through. But what's so neat and what's so amazing about who our God is and the God that I choose to serve is that he promises us that he's going to make a message from our mess. He promises us a Romans 8.28 life, that he's going to work all things together for the good of us. That he has not given us a spirit of fear, but he's given us one of power, love, and a sound mind. So I'm praying all this over you today, wherever you are in your life. I'm laying down my pride and asking you to pray for us and our family for hope, for peace, that we would continue to feel loved and surrounded and comforted by not only our Lord, but by the Big Seed Church, because we so much have, that you would pray for Baby Autry whenever he or she decides to become a thing. I ask that you pray for your brothers and your sisters that might be walking through a hard time as well, that might need to know the truth that God is good to the core. I'm praying for you and your heart and your walk and journey, whatever it looks like today. That you carve out the time to be with Jesus, to meet with him face to face with honesty and boldness and humility, that you would come before him with your burdens, you would ask him the hard questions, you would worship him for all the things he's already done and things he's going to continue to do, that you give him praise and the glory that he deserves, and that then, friend, you would come off of the mountain from spending time with him like Moses, shining, and other people take note that you'd been with him. And I pray Numbers chapter 6, verses 24 through 26 to you. May the Lord bless you and keep you. May his face shine upon you and be gracious to you. May the Lord turn his face toward you and give you peace. This is typically the part of the episode where I ask people, hey, what are you loving these days? What do you want to share with us? What do the people have to know about? And I want to take a second to share a few things that have been so helpful for me as resources, but then also something that I think that you could find a lot of encouragement and comfort through. And the first would be the song, The Blessing, that you've probably seen all over social media. It is absolutely amazing, but it is number 6, 24 through 26. Just built into a song by Carrie Job, Cody Carnes, and Elevation Worship, and it is amazing. It's been our rescue song. It actually got released on the day that we chose to go to the doctor and get some more information and some more news. So this was something that we've been claiming as our own, a song of victory and praise and reminder of the promises that he has for us. So if you have not yet heard that or you need a refresher, then you should totally go listen. We'll put the link to the YouTube video in the show notes for today if you wanted to take a second and listen to it. And then the other thing I wanted to share with you is an app called Dwell, D-W-E-L-L. And it is a Bible reading app, but it's not one that you can like choose a specific chapter or verse and it reads it to you. It puts together playlists based on topics. And there's one on motherhood that's really ministered to my heart. And it puts together all the different scriptures that have to do with motherhood or mothering or fertility or whatever that looks like. And It has been amazing. You can choose different voices, like who's reading it to you. You can also choose the type of music in the background. It is precious. And I love it, especially just playing around the house, like while you clean, I've been playing it while I go to sleep. Like it is just like the coolest thing ever. So I needed to share that with you. One of my friends shared it with me, Madison, and it has just been like so helpful. So that is something else that I'm absolutely loving that I think you guys should totally download. I will put the link for that in the show notes as well. I'm just so grateful for this platform that it gives me and other friends an opportunity to share a story about what God's doing in our life and the ways that he's moving so that maybe it'll stir up some of that testimony inside of your heart. It gives you some promises to cling to, to some things to think about and really get honest with God about if you don't feel the same. It gives you some questions to ask yourself during your time with the Lord or even just time while you're just being still and being quiet. But I do, I just pray that that you would turn your ear to the Lord because He has some really cool things to tell us in this season that are different than any other season we've walked through or have to walk through in the future. And I'm with you. I am with you. I understand pain and a hurt. I understand having to choose goodness over choosing grief. I know what it's like. So please, I I pray that you hear this as a companion and as a friend right next to you. And um, not because I have it figured out by any means, but I do feel like the Lord has given me some really neat revelations that weren't just for me, that were for you and whatever situation you're walking through. I hope you have the best rest of your day and we'll see you next week.